Talked about the whole time that I have been sharing information with you, and it is the lifestyle. It's a way used by people, eh, not just people. How about groups of people, nations, specific geographical, economical, political, and religion? All of it. They have their own little lifestyle pockets of it, and it includes a day-to-day behavior and functions, individuals on your job, activities, fun, diet, the whole nine yards. In recent decades, lifestyle as an important factor of health um, is more interested in for researchers, and the researchers say the lifestyle is killing us. Born, I was born in the 40s, right? My mom cooked every day. We sat around the table, all six of us and mom and dad, and and mom did what she had to do and then sent us out to play. She fed us. We ate good. Country folks, you know, country folks always eat good. Because when we went out to play, we went to the fields and ate tomato. We, we cooled off the watermelon in the, in the uh, spring from the day's sun and ate the heart out. You know, we went to the woods and picked blackberries. We went to the orchards and ate apples and pears. I don't remember ever saying, ever, I'm hungry. No, I said that all the time. I just don't ever remember feeling hungry because we had plenty to eat. But party in our neighborhood we had not less than five people in every home and there were 17 homes in the neighborhood surrounded by woods forest and when we went out to play it was what stampedes we had we had so many kids outside at the same time. We had we played cowboys and Indians, right? The boys, the girls, cowboys, Indians. We had teams, baseball team, football teams. We, when we saw a dust ball coming down the road, it was kids running. 
there were so many children, for goodness sakes, these were kids. We started to grow. And the party in the streets started to happen. Uh huh. And I'm going to tell you how our lifestyle enhanced. How when things start to change, lifestyles change, and you grow older. Is this the new norm that we're in right now? Is this our new lifestyle? Because I'm seeing people coming into me right now that are spreading all into their own zip code. We're going to talk about this, so go nowhere. Stay tuned. Today is December the 23rd. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve 2020. Oh, I just gave myself an anxiety attack. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this great planet. My name is India Holloway. I am an international colon hydrotherapist. I am an iridologist, a lecturer. I have written a book entitled The Body Doesn't Know How to Die. And let me start by saying... To all my regular listeners, thank you for being there because I know you're there. And even if I don't hear from you, I know you're there. And I appreciate you for all it's worth. And for those that are listening in for the first time, I want to say howdy and welcome. And, and let you know that you can be a part of this broadcast if you choose to. I, I welcome any comment or question that you have. And if you do have them, how about this? How about giving us a call at 310-928-7733 or drop us a line at innerlightradio at yahoo.com, please. And, um, and then come back and visit us again next week at this very same time. Let me take this special moment to say thank you to special people out there. And that's our men and women in uniform who will not be home for Christmas. You know, you're out there working and doing a job. For the rest of us here at home. And you deserve all the thanks that you can get. So from me to you, Merry Christmas. And thank you for your dedication. And while we're thanking them, how about those folks right here at home, our first responders that sacrifice their lives and run into fires and run into all the um, incidents that happen when they are called. They are there, our police officers, our firemen, and God bless the nurses. Oh, my goodness. Now, this broadcast is not meant to heal or cure or treat any disease, but what we will do is educate you on your body. And today, you know, we're talking about lifestyle, and we're talking about things that, 
comes every day to you that you may not be zeroed in on. I always say to folks, my world is what I do. My world is my business. My world is health. What is your world? Your world is your family. Your world is your church, your job, you know, your friends, social life. Uh, this is where your focus is. And every day you get up, you may say a little meditation and a little prayer and, and different things that get you motivated and going. But first thing you want to do is get on the phone, talk to a friend or two. Uh, hey, how about your mom that's not right there with you? Or whatever it is that is your lifestyle. And and then in recent decades, lifestyle is an important factor. Important. You know, I was telling you on the onset that I was born in the 40s. And in the 40s, my mom cooked every day. She cooked full meals. I don't know how she did it. There were six of us, mom and dad, and everybody had to eat. Chances were she's up moving around, eating as she's serving. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was just her lifestyle. Well, she grew into it because she went from a stealthy, what, 125 pounds to six kids and 200 pounds. Ooh. And she never stopped. Her lifestyle was her family. Her world was her family. Two jobs and a jute joint. Yep. We'll talk about it sometimes. Feeding kids in the 40s. Uh, you couldn't take them all to restaurants. Although there, in the 40s, there was the A&W root beer. It was like a franchise, right? That was in the 40s. And uh, okay, so occasionally everybody piled out and went in and, and they couldn't accommodate the, we call them baby boomers, us baby boomers. More kids on the planet than ever before, right? And how do you take eight people and go to a restaurant where there's lines and stacks and hordes of eight people at a time to get in. And ergos, they created the feeding them in the, in the cars. Don't even bother to get out. They had car hops, right? For those that know what I'm talking about, car hops. And then they put the car hops on roller skates because they couldn't serve people fast enough. Oh, my goodness. But in the 40s, that's when the franchise went into the McDonald's. Our first McDonald's was 1948. Baby boomers created fast foods. Because they had to accommodate the people. They have it had, they had to have it ready. They had to have it fast and they had to get them out of there. All right. So the McDonald brothers in 1948, the first McDonald's. 
And after that, there was the Burger King and the Taco Bell in the 50s, the Wendy's 69, along with Carl's Jr.'s, KFC, Jack getting the box, and the asses grew. And you wonder why. And there was, there was an article, um, I read and I, I talked about it. The whole article I talked about on one of my shows. I'm going to have to dig it up and do it again, but it was written. Uh, I can't remember who by, but it was entitled, Let Them Eat Fat. What? Yep. Let Them Eat Fat, Harper's Magazine, year 2000. See if you can find it. And they talk about, and this is just a tiny, tiny part of this article, how in the fast food industry, the Cokes were just six ounces to start. Then they grew into eight ounces and then 12 ounces and then 16 ounces. And everything else grew with it. Your, your small fries and then the medium and then the large and then the extra large. And then they went into supersize me. They made it a thing. It was almost like a poem. You go, you order, and they say, can we supersize you? And you knew exactly what that meant. But they had an uh, addendum to that, can we supersize you, the addendum, for only 45 cents more. They were feeding us, man, and we were eating like banshees, and we, and, and we couldn't get enough of it. And there are places that were out there that were doing the, uh, well, even bigger. You, I mean, it was crazy. The big gulps. What the, I've never had a big gulp. I promise, I swear, never had a big gulp. But I've seen people drinking them, tiny people. And I'm thinking that person's going to grow. Oh, my goodness. And the illnesses are going to come in. But you're not thinking about that at the time. You're on the way to a football game. You're on the way uh, home from working hard all day and you're thirsty and you want it sweet and you want it big and you want it cold. Yep. And that's how they got us. But this is what we need to look at at this point because there's millions of people in an unhealthy lifestyle thinking they're doing great because it's there. You paid for it. It tastes good. It's savory, and hence it becomes an illness somewhere down the line because you weren't thinking about, now I got to go home. I just needed to stop and get this big gulp, and I'm going to go home. My wife is going to have dinner on the table, or uh, I need to stop and pick up a steak, and I really don't feel like doing that, so I'll grab two hot dogs at the 7-Eleven. Who eats that stuff? I call that 
mystery meat. Think about it. Mystery meat. All of this is adding to a lifestyle that there's folks out there that decides that, okay, so we want to make sure we make money on this end, so we're going to give it to you the way you want it on that end. Uh-huh. And, and like I say, you become ill if you're a husband and a wife and now you're older. You know, I always bring up this age thing because I'm already there. But you get older and then what happens? Hmm. Somebody is sick or stressed. You have all kind of problems, the metabolic diseases like hypertension, diabetes, and, 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 okay, so I had a guy come in the other day. He says, you know, I really feel good. I feel great. I'm in good shape and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it that makes you have to take this medication? You're on two medications for hypertension, one for diabetes, and another one for high cholesterol. These are metabolic diseases. They come from a lifestyle. But they're not going to tell you that out there. You're going to fall into the doctor's office. Let's just say you're there for a regular checkup. Right? And the doctor says, Ooh, your cholesterol is elevated. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to give you a medication for that. Uh, and you have gained another 10 pounds since last I saw you. Uh, I want you to lose a little weight, but they don't give you anything for that. They just kind of mention it, right? And, and then before you know it, you're on high blood pressure meds and your, your sugar levels have it's from that big gulp that you keep getting every day after work because you're hooked on it. All kinds of th- lifestyle. The relationship of a lifestyle and health should be highly considered, people. Today, the wide ranges have occurred in the lifestyle of all people, diseases. Mm-hmm. You get a malfunction in there, in that body. You're under, your body is under a a blanket of skin. You can't see in there. You can only feel what the body is relaying to you. And if you go to the doctor and you don't know you have uh, high cholesterol because you can't feel it, You can kind of guess that your sugar levels may be elevated because every time you eat something sweet, you get high and then you crash. Right? That's how it works. That's an indication something's wrong, that your lifestyle needs to be altered and changed. If you, if you have that unhealthy diet, if you are smoking, if you're consuming alcohol, And right now, let me tell you, 
with this COVID thing, more people are drinking more alcohol and not just a glass of wine in the evening. They're sucking out of Cabossier bottle and, and oh, oh my goodness, all the things that they're coming into me and I have to, well, I don't take them off anything. I just point out what's happening and let them know where they're going. I'm seeing more and more people in their 40s and 50s right now than ever before. Unhealthy lifestyle, that's all it is. And with this COVID thing, and this has just been 2020, the year 2020 as it's building up. Oh, boy. And then you wonder why you have these challenges. If you just alter your lifestyle a little bit, we know that life is faced with challenges. Coronavirus? What the hell? I am so through. I am spent with this thing. And it's nowhere in my vicinity, although last night there was a, there was a party next door and it was youngsters. I don't know how they got into my neighborhood. I have a really nice neighborhood here. I can walk my dog, which is what I was doing. I was walking my little guy and these kids, I mean, the street was jam-packed. And they were pulling into the neighbor's driveway and they didn't have masks on. They... They they were leaning in and out of their cars, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I'm walking at night, and I'm thinking that the, the streets are clear, and I have a mask on just in case I come across another fellow dog walker, right? Just in case. They were all over the place. Lifestyle. Now, somewhere down the line, these youngsters are going to get sick and then they're going to want to come in to see me. Or what's that thing that they have out there for them right now? The vaccine. This thing that was created in 10 hours. Well, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, it was a couple months, but may as well have been 10 hours compared to all the other things that we get out there the flu shot, pneumonia shot, shingle shot, tetanus shot, shot, shots all over the place. Oh, did you see that YouTube? And it was a YouTube of a nurse. And this was on camera. You can go check it out. YouTube put in there, nurse passes out after getting the vaccine. Uh-huh. She's in the camera, and it's like in a hospital setting, I guess, but there was doctors around in white coats, and she got the vaccine, and now she's being interviewed by the media. And they're asking her questions, and this is just minutes after, and she's she's starting to answer, and she can't focus on her thoughts, and she touches her forehead, and she says, hmm, I'm feeling a little dizzy here. And then she tries to talk some more and it's not happening. She turns around to just walk away. And me, I said, she's going to drop. 
sure enough, she went straight out. <laughs> they, one of the doctors caught her before she hit bottom. But it was minutes after the flu shot. Who wants that? Who wants this lifestyle? And then these kids are out on my street with no mask, having a grand time. I'm sure they were doing drugs. They were either selling drugs or or just having a lifestyle good time. Personally, I don't want any parts of it. The challenge is an overuse or misuse of a lot of things that's going on out there, not just hanging out in the streets, but technology. But one thing that is for certain is that the lifestyle that is influenced on good health, you can do this. You can Get a lifestyle, and it doesn't have to be overly emphasized, but, you know, I'm going to give you nine things that you can do that will help your, um, your, how about this, your diet and body mass, BMI. You you know, if you eat and you start to grow, the best thing to do is scale back off of the amounts of foods. I point out to all my clients, every one of them, make a fist. And they make a fist and I'll tell them, look at it. Mm-hmm, I see. That is how big your stomach is. And if you eat more than that at a meal, you're overeating. And when I have people on my table doing colon therapy and food comes out the same way it went in, that means that they didn't even chew what went in there. And they ate until they're full. You shouldn't do that. The rule of digestion, one of them, is you eat until you are, what, 80% full and stop. And let your body catch up to your brain because your brain is the Geiger counter to determine how full you are. And if you eat until you're full, you've overeaten. You know, most people die after eating. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) They put so much pressure on their heart. Stomach is just about there, right? And if you've got all this mass down here, look down. And if all you can see is belly and just the edge of your knees, you're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. I've had two, maybe three, guys on my table in the last couple days that were just that big. And everything was in their midsection. I know they hadn't seen uh, Johnson in a long time, not unless they looked in the mirror and twisted a certain way or leaned back or try to stretch it out, ain't working. Johnson cannot be seen by you, maybe somebody else, but not by you. 
Weight problems, a lot of time, is not your fault. It's a lifestyle that we're put into. Look at this, uh, what do they call it? Quarantine 15. Everybody coming and laying on my table have gained weight in the last four months. Some of them, so much so, it's hard to even imagine. Because they're sitting around eating and drinking. Lifestyle. Is this the new norm? Ooh, no. So all you have to do, scale back. It's common obesity in our society. But if you scale back and start taking, because you're getting older. And as you get old, your body slows down. Your metabolism is not the same. And you can't eat like you did when you were 20. Hey, dude. You are 55 years old. Stop it. And that fast food that you've been eating, the one that they have supersized, uh-huh. it's just too much. Get a new routine going for yourself. Most people are grazers. You know what a grazer is? They graze their food. They're eating chips and nuts and this and that. And, uh, and it's salty and it's sweet and it's, it's just adding to the problem. You really need to take time to take care. You gotta get that exercise in. That's the other thing. If, if you get some, one guy said to me yesterday, Well, on my job, you know, I do a lot of movement. I'm carrying boxes and I'm walking here and there. I'd never sit down except for a break. And he just goes on and on. I go, honey, that's called movement. You're supposed to do that. What about when the society was out there forging and, you know, grazing out there in the forest for foods and stuff. They just never stop moving. What we need to do in this society is exercise. So if uh, if you want to move, okay, do your movement on your job and then get out and walk in the evening. Uh, do a few little weights and this, that, and the other, but change your lifestyle to an active lifestyle of exercise. It's going to make you happy. And then you want to make sure that you get your basic amount of healthy sleep. There are people out there that cannot sleep for whatever the reason. Stress, right? Your brain is active. Can't shut it down. How about this one? You're sleeping with your cell phone under your pillow. You are, you are sleeping with the TV on in your room. I have a confession to make. I'm having spectrum come out today because I'm having my desk moved from my bedroom to my living room, because I've discovered Netflix. Oh, my God. And 
I and I like documentaries. So I'm watching Netflix and then uh I discovered that they took the whatever what was it? Uh uh can't think of the name. Uh, off of regular TV that I watched every Thanksgiving every year for years and years and years, the Twilight Zone, right? The Twilight Zone, the marathon. And I love that. Just once a year. Now it's on Netflix and I can watch it all the time. I get bored with stuff. I switch on the Twilight Zone. Before I know it, I'm laying in the bed watching the Twilight Zone and uh, the, the computer goes blank on its own and I'm asleep. Oh my goodness, not good. It's getting out of here for sure. So sleep, adequate amount of sleep will affect how clear and influence your mental health is, your physical health, everything can be influenced by these electromagnetic deals that we have all around us, surrounding us. They're like a shrine. And it's zapping us of our natural health. I'm just saying, going to have to do something. I'm doing my part. How about your, and that's your sleeping, right? You got to get adequate sleep. When you sleep, your body heals and mends, repairs, and rejuvenates. On the other hand, you can uh, screw it up. If you're not getting adequate sleep, your body is going slowly into lifestyle disrepair. Yepper, gonna have to do it. How about your sexual behavior. Normal sexual relations is necessary for a healthy life with most people. I am over 70. I'm 70 plus. I'm closer to 75 than I am to 70. I give up. My husband died in 2012. A a friend of mine asked me just two days ago, So, would you ever consider um, having a boyfriend or getting married? I say, oh, hell no. I've been there, done that. You know what? It was driving me to a whole nother lifestyle. And if I wanted somebody in my world that is, you know, a companion or whatever... They would have to be around my age. Okay, think about it, think about it. My age, everything that I've seen. I told you I'm seeing people between 50, uh, 40 and 50 these days. They are sicker than dogs. Somebody 70? Uh-uh, I don't think so. I have no desire. To have somebody around me sick. I had a guy that flirted uh, uh, last year sometime. That's how long ago. Last year sometime. And I go, yeah, okay. Well, let me give him my phone number. And we talked a little bit, but mostly texting. And 
And I finally asked, I said, so are you on any medications? And he hesitates, right? And I'm going to myself, oh, gee. He says, yeah, but it's not because it's my fault. I have a, you know, body that had a little issue with the thyroid, which is rare in men. So I get that. But if he has medication and he's taking it, he is slowly dying someplace else because inherently, and I said this last week, if I say the word medication, I may as well say poison because it's killing you. It's going to poison your liver or your kidney or both. And if the person it has a bad lifestyle or has had a bad lifestyle or any kind of addiction, if they smoke or smoked some time ago, uh, you know, any number of things. But I know I'm digressing here. I'm talking about sex, but dysfunctional sex in a relationship is a problem. I'm letting you think about that for a second. It is a problem. Because girls, if you are in your 40s and your man's prostate is acting stupid, chances are it is from the big gulps and the hot dogs, then your girl are in your sexual prime You are at that point of life where everything is at its peak. You're at your sexual peak. Your body's in the best shape it's ever going to be in if you've been taking care of it. If you haven't, you're in bad shape. But if he, on the other hand, has been screwing around with the nitrates and the hot dogs and the bologna and the sausages and the mystery meats, That prostate is in trouble. And sure enough, you're going to have to have some kind of aid to get them going and to keep them going. But I've seen it where that aid that they're taking is causing even more illness. I'm just saying, if that's what you want, fine. But guys, uh, Johnson is... Your lifestyle, and now it's it, it used to be your pride and joy, and now it's just a water spout. Stop it. And you can do this. Okay, so let's go from your sexual behavior to making sure you have good substances in your body and stop that smoking boy you know that'll kill you quicker than anything and with your lungs being filled with with bacteria droplets causing copd and asthma and buildup and all kind of stuff Mm -hmm. go ahead smoke that cigarette smoke that cigar smoke that pot because it's doing the same thing. It might be a little bit slower and it may be less 
irritating in some areas, but for the most part, you're in trouble. Take the gummies, the chewies, the eat edibles or whatever, but get off of the smoke. Your lungs are a filter and you're clogging the filter up. Whew. Did you know, according to studies, in Iran, 43% of the females and 64% of the males experience uh, abuse of medications? And their medications are not distributed like the ones here. You have to go to the pharmacy. They can get theirs off the street from a neighbor or whatever. They just take it. And they take it and it is not healthy the way they're consuming it or what they are taking it for. And and 18 to 65 years old, 18 to 65, smoke permanently. Okay, these abuses, the, and we have cut way down here in the United States, but we still abuse a lot of things. In California, it's hard finding somebody that smokes, just period, because you, you're not allowed to smoke unless it's in your backyard, not even in the front yard, in the backyard. Or inside your house, but people come into me and they've been smoking in their car. I can't handle it. I can't. And I'm not going to stand over you for 45 minutes inhaling your smoke. And I can smell it even through my facial cover. That is atrocious. I had a couple come in and I said, okay, so which one of you smoke? And they said, we don't smoke. He doesn't smoke. I don't smoke. We don't smoke. But I'm smelling smoke. They just walk past somebody smoking a cigar. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, people, stop it. And I'm not complaining about your lifestyle. I'm trying to give you better things to think about. So you can live longer with least amount of fuss and not complain because you're taking a drug. The guy that came in and said, I feel fine. Uh, my blood pressure is under control. My diabetes is under control. My, my um, cholesterol is under control because I take the medication. And I'm going, I see. I get it. So you're managing your disease, but not your health, when it should be the other way around. Manage your health and not a disease. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then how about... Um, Technologies. We we don't even want to go into that. They have all kinds of ways to get us addicted on stuff, so that 
you know, instead of getting rid of the weight to get rid of the pain in the knee to take that weight off of weight-bearing joints, you are taking a medication and now you're hooked. Okay, I'm not even going to go there because that's just, that's just too hard for me to watch. Now, if you are doing good recreation, um, good recreation is great for thought processes like, sure, sitting around, playing cards. Um, how about a couple things that you can do that will help you out? Oh, it looks like I have a phone call here. Is there someone on the line? Yes, it there is. And who am I speaking to and where are you calling from? I am calling from the city of San Francisco. <gasps> oh my goodness, you disguised your voice and I didn't I recognize did. you. I did. Oh, yeah. oh, happy holidays, my sister. Thank you happy and holidays to you. To and you. yours. Yeah, it's I have to say I I must admit I've kind of been missing some programs here, <laughs> your okay, program so mainly. It sounds like you've slipped off of your lifestyle and onto something else, right? No, no, Not I'm complete. still on my lifestyle. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on my lifestyle. I don't do everything 100%, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm still on my uh, uh, healthy uh, living lifestyle. I love that. Thank you for that. <laughs> Do I slip and slide? Yes. Yes. But mainly, you know, I, I try to just, you know, do what I know I'm supposed to do and need to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do what I, I want to um, really um, get serious, though, about the intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. you know, because I kind of go back and forth on that. So I want to um, – so my my goal has been – and still is to, you know, stop eating at a certain time because, you know, I've really learned the, uh, you know, the benefits that, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, you know, that could uh, be to my health. So, yeah, to stop all that eating, you know, stop eating after 6 o'clock or after 7 p.m. or however people want to do it, you know, they can you know, set it up the way you want to do it. But, yeah. But that that intermittent fasting is real important. Yeah, it is. It really is. And and a lot of people can do it, and they should do it, and they don't do it. So yeah, it's real important. You got to give the body a rest. You got to give that right. I'm mm-hmm. talking to the gut doctor here. So you <laughs> you are definitely preaching to the choir. I know that. <laughs> Yeah, so, but this uh, this choir here, I you know, I really need to get it though. Mm-hmm. Mm, so so you're you're just calling to say you're there. This is the holiday, so it kind of throws everybody off a well, bit. Well, let's put it this way: it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It continues to be a work in progress, you know. But I, you know, I'm uh, I'm working at it. Okay, very good. This this, this is Sheila, audience. <laughs> Miss Sheila is one of the regular listeners that I love 
drastically. She's been to my studio from San Francisco. She came and, and hung out and visited for a week. We uh, got her September. on. Yep, mm-hmm. I was just recently looking at the photographs. Yeah? yeah. So, you know, it really does take getting in order and staying in order. So uh, I'm I'm really always pleased to hear from you, but um, you. and I'm always pleased to know that you're listening. So Thank if you. you if you're gonna have a good good holiday, I know you're gonna get back on track by the first of the year. Total for, for me, it's, it's, for me, it's daily. But for mm-hmm. that total stuff, yeah, I'll you know I'll aim for the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, there you yeah. go. Thank you Very so much. Good, good, all good to hear do. from you. Thank you, yeah. Sheila. And we'll talk about your trip too. Back all home. All right, sure. Okay. All righty, and all I right, will tell care. Mario that you call. Please do. Please okay. Do. Hey, Mario. Thank you. <laughs> And Patches, and what's what's the other dog's name? Poncho. And Poncho. Yeah. Poncho. Well, we had to put him down yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, he just couldn't hang on. Mario was thinking he would hang on until his birthday, but his birthday's not till February, and Poncho just couldn't do it. Yeah. So well, we put him rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Sure enough. Thank you, Sheila. I wanted take to care. Wa- take care, darling. I wanted uh, to answer a question here. Uh, uh, we have a, uh, an email that wanted to know if the back problems could be caused by an impacted colon. The answer is absolutely without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, uh, I've mentioned many times, my husband was a chiropractor. So I know pain. I know back pain. I know bone pain. I know muscle pain. When a chiropractor is working, their focus is musculoskeletal and nerve and other things. But for sure, they are the muscular skeletal system of the body. I deal with the digestive system mostly. So when I see, when, when my husband was working and I was working at the same time and then he eventually retired, but he did his own x-rays and we would sit down and look at x-rays. So I learned how to read them. I learned how to take them. I did a lot of the stuff for him, grunt work, if you will. But when I was now in my own practice, and he had, and, and one particular lady, just to tell you her story, she comes to him and she has to be wheeled in because her back pain was so bad. Well, she had a belly that looked like she was about to give birth to a mature rabbit. And because she was a tiny little lady, short and small, big 
belly. He gets her on the x-ray table and he takes x-rays of her full spine. And, and he says, here's your problem. Now, x-rays take pictures of hard matter. Hard matter is bone, teeth, bobby pins, buttons, you know, zippers, but not soft tissue. Colon is soft tissue. He said, now look at this. This is the outline of your colon. And inside that outline is solid mass. That there lady is poop. And it's mashing on nerve in the back and in the spine. So he said to her, you don't need to see me. You need to see my wife. And he referred her over for colonic. I saw her three days in a row to clean that colon. And let me tell you, she skipped out of there after that three days. Absolutely no pain whatsoever. So your question to me was, is there a influence to pain when there is an impacted or clogged, as you called it, colon? The answer is yes. And there's so many other problems that occur from a clogged colon. Now, I am the poop meister. That's what I do. And I see so much poop, I can read it like a tea leaf, right? I am reading poop all day. The individual asked me yesterday, she says, how many people do you see a day? And I say seven or eight. I'm in that room all day. My calendar is booked solid until February. And I, I'm not bragging and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I'm on my feet. I'm looking at poop all day and have been for a long time. So if that's the case, I should be the poop meister, don't you think? They call me the clean machine. My name is India Holloway. I am a colon hydrotherapist. That's my job. And you're listening to the Inner Light Radio. And I'm here every week. And I'm glad that you're there. For those like Miss Sheila that's there every week, I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for letting me know, Sheila, that you're still there and still doing well. I want you folks to go to my website and um, look at the things that we do. The website is www.healthylivingstudios.com. And we have some new and, and wonderful things coming up in the near future from next year on, and uh, I'll be introducing you to them. Uh, you can reach me at India's Healthy Living 
at yahoo.com. That's my email. And you can give me a call anytime. And I'm real reachable. Call me at 866-557-9557. And if my office number doesn't ring, my cell phone will. You can't get away, right? I am in good old Culver City, California. So if you're local, pop in and see me. We follow all of the um, distance, social distance, so that we have a big enough location. We have 2,000 square feet. We can put you just about anywhere in that 2,000 square feet, and you won't know that there's other people there. So we have good social separation there and two lobbies. So uh, come by, check us out. We do... uh, We do the blood cell analysis, iridology, colon hydrotherapy, ionic foot baths. We do the Tesla energy lights. Oh, my God. Ozone therapy and more. Next week, much. Next year, rather, much more. I want to say to all of you out there, Come see what we do. Come see how we do it. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. And with love and great gratitude, thanks for being there. We'll see you next week.